Hello everybody, welcome back to Battlefield. I'm your host, Jessica Trout. I have my new um, AirPods in, so I hope my voice doesn't sound muffled. According to my mom, when I talk to her on them, on my Bluetooth, she says I sound muffled. So I hope that this recording goes really well, and if it doesn't, oh well. <laughs> so um, I do want to share with you um, you know, I, all your love and support would be good because, um, come to find out my newborn, my infant one month old has RSV and I'm trying so hard to be very strong for him right now because it's scary because his lungs have not fully developed. He, um, you know, they're weak, he's vulnerable and I'm very scared for him right now. And I'm trying to be a strong mother, as well as my husband's trying to be strong. And I think my toddler might have had it. Um, that's why my, I mean, my toddler was sick for almost two weeks. And they say it lasts about from three to 14 days. Um, so it's, it's pretty much a form of bronchitis. Um, and then all of a sudden, my one-month-old got sick. So, and he started you know, coffin pretty heavy. So I brought him to the clinic. It, it was urgent care and they tested him. It took 15 minutes for the test to come up with. Yeah, he was positive for it. Um, I just want to say to especially all the parents out there, please watch, you know, out for your kids. Um, make sure they're drinking plenty of fluids, getting plenty of rest. I know toddlers can be really resilient um, to it. They don't really like to take naps, especially if a lot of them drop their naps right away after they're two. Um, they do have energy, but, you know, they will display a lot of resentment towards going to take a nap, trying to rest. Um, I, dealt that, I dealt with that with my toddler when he was sick. Um, so just be careful. Look for the signs with breathing, wheezing, and, you know... If it gets to the point where it gets too, don't let it be too late. Get them into the clinic and, you know, get them tested and the doctor should tell you what you need to do. Um, so that's pretty much what I'm trying to do right now. But, you know, being that he is, um, my one month, he, you know, being that he is not even two months yet or so, it, it's really scary. So... All love and support from you guys would be much appreciated. Thank you so much. So we're going to chapter 22, the power of encouragement. Um, you know, we often look to like to nature for inspiration, right? Like, for examples of beauty, grace, and the miraculous, right? One such image that inspires, that touches my heart, encourages me in my efforts is to have a successful relationship with my husband is the flying V formation of the migration of birds. Okay. I don't know if any of you guys uh, know this, but um, migrating birds are incredible creatures. I mean, they're astonishing achievements of endurance, courage, and strength, like as the firefighters out there. Okay. They fly the equivalent of three trips to the moon back over the course of a lifetime. Okay. Um, the Like with their V formation... <laughs> It allows the birds to take advantage of the aerodynamic effects of flying behind another bird. 
is known as the aerodynamic washup. And it creates an updraft from the flapping of wings of the bird in front. The bird flying in the upwash position literally gets a free lift. Birds in the back of the V, the v have been shown to have lower heart rates and flap their wings less often than the bird in the lead position. So what about the bird in front? Well, um, there's no benefit and there's no explanation as to why they would ever be willing to take this position. It is the toughest spot of all even to be in. It meets the most resistance and tires the quickest of all. But remarkably, every V has a volunteer in front of a leading that way and taking the hit for the team it is often the strongest, but not necessarily the youngest. So the studies show that the older birds have the lowest morality rate during the migration. Okay, the V formation is brilliant as is directly cuts down morality rates of those that apply it. So, the flying formation is more than just position flapping rhythms. Migrating birds such as the sandhill crane. I don't know if you guys are into cranes. Oh, I, I love cranes. These birds are, like, freaking majestic. Okay? I got into it when I went on a field trip. Here in Nebraska, we have an actual, like, crane migrating land where they actually come to migrate. I have seen a couple in my small town here. Um, by the river that we have that goes through. Um, oh, they're majestic, but it was alone, so I don't know what it was doing. Okay. They all communicate with each other nonstop. Like the honks and cries and continual source of admiration and encouragement to the leader as he's breaking the wind resistance to the rest. If you could put their honks into words, they would sound something like, How you doing up there, Bob? Yeah, need a break? If Bob says yes, then another bird shifts forward as a Bob drops to the back. The team moves ever forward without having to stop. Okay. So that's just a inspiring example of the two or more, you know, can accomplish together displayed in the flying V formation. Okay. To encourage us to give courage, to cheer on, to inspire, praise, console, reassure, strengthen, and revitalize. And it's one of the greatest gifts you can give your spouse. It's pretty much why I've given you the example of the bird V formation. For any marriage to be next level to go the distance to survive the onslaught of enemies, encouragement from one another is essential. This is particularly so for firefighter marriage. Okay, firefighters need courage to face the ultra intensity of danger and trauma. And the firefighter spouse needs the strength to try to meet the needs of her depleted, weary warrior, or he, if your wife is the firefighter. I mean, because like we've talked about, it's a draining profession for both. One may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Okay? Excuse me. <clears throat> Let's talk about the five love languages. Okay? We have... Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality, time, and physical touch. Now, you can be one or the other or you can have multiple, all right, of love languages. It just really depends on your personality and your spouse's personality. 
Okay, so words of affirmation. It can be something like a text, if you're more into texting or a phone call, and or a loving note left in the morning. Compliments, praise, and gratitude. Like, tell them what they do well. Say how proud and grateful you are to be their spouse, and let this be known to others as well. Okay? Like, you're just more of the person who just loves to verbalize about your spouse. I guess I, I guess you could say I have that. Um... Because I love to tell people about my husband and how good he is at his volunteer work. I like to say he is on two departments volunteer-wise. He's really hoping to become full-time firefighter in the future. And I love saying that because I'm so proud at how far he's come into serving his community. Even though right now he works a 9 to 5. And I know sometimes it wears him down. But he's so good at that too. He can weld. He can fabricate. Oh hell, he can do a little bit of everything. He knows a little bit of electrical. He knows a little bit of drywall. He knows a little bit about plumbing. Oh my gosh, like I got the best of everything into one person. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so that, I mean the power of word can really lift a person up. It really can. Acts of service. Now, this is one that my husband has most of because he loves to show his love by doing things. He's a hard worker. Um, he loves to work. Okay? He loves to put in the work. And he, he said that to me a thousand times. At You know, at first I thought, oh my gosh, are you fucking nuts? You love to work? No one loves to work. Or at least, you know, not me. I don't, I don't love to work unless it's something I love to do. Like, for example, pure romance. I loved doing it. And so that's why I loved putting in the work I did every day. Reading every freaking email. Every update that corporate had. I, I loved posting stuff on my page. I loved getting a hold of the women in my life. So I could be like, hey, how are you doing? Um, is there anything I could do for you? Sorry, I took a drink of my coffee. So... Just to break it down for you, like doing something nice for your spouse. Complete a task that would normally fall into their realm. This could be anything from like vacuuming the house or making sure the dishes are done when they get home. Or surprising them with dinner. like Or mowing, which I've done a few times, actually a lot. And taking off your weary spouse's plate, which would be nice. Because remember that slaying dragons is exhausting work. Okay? Meaning like fires and all the traumatic stuff they have to go through. Like, those are pretty much their dragons that they, you know, it's exhausting to them. I I do dishes and housework because I'm proud of my home. But also, I know that if my, I don't want my husband to be like, oh, there's a lot of stuff to do in the house. Um, I did forget to mention in the beginning of this podcast that, the segment that my husband's birthday is today. So, happy birthday to my husband, who is actually 30. Rest in peace, 20s, right? So, um, I'm actually going, my access service today, I am actually going, not only did I make a Facebook post for everyone to see, which is my word of affirmation, to you know, to show everybody and to him, but my access service today is also going to be, I'm going to make him a cake. Because I, you know, I like to actually bake when it, especially when it comes to special occasions. And I want to bake him a cake. And I'm going to put something funny on there. Like rest in peace 20s. Or you know hey. You're old. <laughs> you know. So 
I, it's really exciting and I can't wait to do that for him. Another one is receiving gifts. A lot of people like to give gifts and, you know, receive them. So, surprise and delight your spouse with gifts if you're a giving type person. And I, like I said, this is a little bit of me too because I'm giving the gift, I gave the gift of not only my children, but still giving the gift of, um, you know, doing stuff for my husband. Like, giving him time to rest when he needs it. Like, when I say go take a freaking nap and, you know, I give him that time and then, you know, like giving him a cake. I'm going to be giving him a cake. Like, jewelry, snacks, or... Um, addition to like anything that they like, their wishes and desires, right? So I did, I did see an example Anne had, she said that her husband recently arranged for her to swim with dolphins and she said it was something she dreamed of doing. And that's what Mike gave her was to swim with dolphins, something like that. Surprising your spouse with movie tickets, even the simplest of um, you know, surprising them with, um, a card. It doesn't have to be like a birthday card like today. Um, you can just go get a thank you for all you do card. You know, thank you for all you do. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. There are times where people just want to get a card from the store, right? How much they appreciate and love their person and give it to them. And it could just be like on a freaking regular day, which I think is freaking awesome. So that is receiving gifts, quality time, like going on dates and taking the time just for the two of you, because especially when you have kids, you know, especially if they're sick or, you know, they're just a rowdy toddler, try to take time for yourselves. Like don't, you know, don't be afraid. And I'm still learning this part. I'm still trying to flex this muscle to not be afraid to ask, you know, like if you're, if the grandparents want to babysit and you, you two just want to go off together and, you know, have a date night or grocery shopping that only takes an hour, you know, because you really don't want to drag the kids along screaming and crying and throwing fits in the store. But, um... Even if it's just sitting down after you put them to bed and watching a movie. Like the other night, we watched The Greatest Showman. And let me tell you something. I wasn't able to watch it when it first came out because I got busy with a lot of things. And I was so excited when it was going to come out. And when it did, I just kind of forgot about it. We actually thought that was an awesome movie. And we sat there and we cuddled. And, you know, we we just... Even sometimes when he's just sitting beside me on the couch in silence... And we're just watching something random. To me, that's spending time together. Because his silence is sometimes freaking golden. Because I get to, you know, I get to watch. This is going to sound creepy. I will watch him. I will literally look at him while he's like on his phone or he's just watching TV. And he doesn't even know I'm staring at him. I'm just, I'm admiring him. I admire the quality time. And sometimes he'll see me looking at him. He's like, what are you, why are you being creepy? And I say, I don't know, I just love looking at you because I realize how lucky I am to have him. All right. So make your spouse feel first. Firefighters, let them know they are first in your heart, even above the major draw of the firehouse. 
Like, put down the cell phone and focus just on them at least once a day. You know, say yes to her needs more often than you do to the needs of others. And a firefighter spouse, find out how your firefighter likes to best spend their days off and try to make that happen. Okay? A lot of us love to... And I know this is pretty much every human. Physical touch. We love to at least have some physical touch, whether it's intimate, like with sex or, you know, foreplay, blah, blah, or it's just a hug or a hand on the shoulder, um, massage, um, just holding each other, cuddling, kissing, even running your fingers through one's hair, the physical touch. It can like non-sexual communication or sexual communication. All right. Um, that's it's very unique and you never know how much a physical touch can do to someone who especially who's really stressed on a job like this okay i i mean if you i mean sometimes even if they like don't take it personally if they don't want it at that moment though okay because if they feel like it's just even a physical touch can be too much to take don't take it personally because you just let it ride off and say, okay, just know that I'm here for you. And let me tell you something. They'll come to you. And they'll give you a physical touch. Okay? So I just want to let you know that right now. But other than that, the physical touch can really soothe and heal. Even the most weary of firefighters and spouses alike. It keeps you close, intimate, and strong. It's, it is encouragement. It's a communication. All right. Looking through my notes here. Excuse me. Oh, well. <coughs> Dang. I swear, coffee. Why do I put, why do I put creamer in my coffee? It's like heaviness in my throat. But don't ever forget to encourage each other. Like, give courage. Cheer on, inspire, praise, console, you know, reassure, strengthen, and revitalize. Okay, so to receive this much-needed encouragement, ask yourselves these two questions, okay? Are you flying in V formation? Okay, and are you supportive pair with the bigger V? Like, watching each other directly while staying close to the bigger firefighter family for extra support when needed. Together you will go the distance in this high stakes game of life and death, of service and sacrifice, but only if you do not fly alone. Morality rates soar for the inexperienced who fly solo. Take turns out front and take a break when needed. Always communicate, both to cheer and to a certain need, okay? And to be a couple, admit the flock. Know each other better than anyone else. And never let, like, freeloaders take advantage to the point of overtaxing your endurance. Stay close to the flock. Stay close as a pair by knowing your preferred languages of love. And tell each other the good stuff. Alright? Because not only is it healthy emotionally, it can actually take unhealthy physical effect on each other. Okay? Because knowing that you have someone to encourage or you're, they're encouraging you, you can actually, that physical aspect can actually help you feel healthier. It, I mean, it's weird. I mean, it's weird to say. And a lot of the people who are, who are like, who need the 
research on it are like, uh, yeah, right, meh. Well, guess what? No, seriously, like, it can physically make you feel better to know that. To know every day or, you know, like, take the five languages of love, for example. Like, getting a text, the words of affirmation, um, acts of service. It just almost makes you feel physically good. Okay, like it's very hard to explain, you know, after a workout, how some people feel like rejuvenated or because they sweat their stress off. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And you're like, then you take a deep breath in while you're stretching after that workout. and You're like, wow, damn, I feel so much better. Like my limbs are looser. Um, my muscles are more relaxed. Yeah, see, it's kind of like that. That's the only way I can explain it with having this encouragement, in the five languages of love and the, and the fact that you have the partner in in crime to just feel, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, I have someone that can back me up, you know, because not a lot of people can have that. Not a lot of people can have a, a spouse that can back them up or support them and encourage them to do things because sometimes uh, there's a certain percentage, I forgot the percentage, I wish I would have wrote it down, but there is a certain percentage of people that won't encourage their spouses because they feel that their spouses just gave up right away. You know, like, take example my writing. I haven't given up. I've just slowed down because I've had a baby. You know, I'm tired from the sleepless nights. Now I'm tired because he's sick. You know, now i got a toddler who acts out once in a great while. Um, and I'm trying to keep up the household. But I still like to, I, if I can write at least a paragraph or a page, I'm happy. Now, there are some spouses who will, let's say if they want to write a book, okay, they write one. But they don't like either finish it or they finish it and they don't try to publish it or try to take the next steps. And their spouse is like, I'm going to give up on encouraging you because, you, you know, you won't try. Well, no, I mean, sometimes it takes for them to try when you give more encouragement. Sometimes you can't let them be alone in this aspect you have to give them encouragement and you can't, I mean, giving up on your spouse is pretty much saying you're giving up on your marriage. And that's a sucky, that's a sucky deal right there. So don't give up. All right. Oh my gosh. Here's Mike's little spiels at the end of the chapter. There is actually a lot of them. So I will pick out a couple that I like. Okay. So this one is called good medicine. Mike writes, encouragement is energy, it is magical, mystical stuff that gets a bad rap as mushy or silly, and that is too bad. In the world of firefighter, it is good. it goes against a culture that rightly does not seek its own accolade. The work and service is a priority, and when that is done well, the reward is felt deeply, and it is enough. That's why the way most of us feel, and comes from a good place, an honorable place. As it turns out, it's typically not sufficient. Oh, sure, it works for a while, even for years, for you tough old birds out there. But life is a challenge, and there are plenty of things that will drag you right down to the dirt. Health, family, work, politics, religion, sports. If you are a um, Mariners fan, neighbors, friends, the list goes on. We all need a friend. This is a true of your spouse, and uh, critically true if your spouse ingests chaos carnage and despair as a daily diet
Okay, hold on a second. Perpetual Debbie Downer. Second, if you are the one who is constantly down and constantly needs encouragement, maybe it's time to do a gut check. Are you approaching life with determination to focus on what you do have as opposed to all the ways life has done you wrong? If it is the latter, you're going to be miserable, mess, and a drag to be around. It is the responsibility of every spouse to build up their mate and encourage them in life, like I just said a little bit ago. But it is also everyone's responsibility to carry their own water and figure out how to be happy. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, that chapter should open a lot of your guys's, at least plant a seed of how your relationship is with love languages and how you treat each other. Because I know that I have caught myself a lot on how I should make sure my spouse is happy and make sure, you know, how my happiness matters too. And also it, it determine it determines on how you talk to each other. Okay. Don't diminish each other. Don't demean each other. Um, there's, there's also a lot of demeaning relationships. I'm going to take another drink. So sorry if you hear a gulp or anything. Wow. I just spilled coffee on my white shirt, by the way. <laughs> Would you laugh for the day? It's okay. It's not like I got it. You know, I mean, not like I'm going to wear a special considering I got a one-month-old upchucking on me when he feeds, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. So, what was I saying? Huh, squirrel moment. Um, Yeah, so don't demean each other. I see this a lot in relationships. When I give advice to my friends who are in relationships, it's when they talk to me, they're, when, when they talk about their partner or their spouse, they're demeaning them towards when they talk to me. And I'm sitting there, I sit there trying to hold it in. I'm like, are you seriously just saying that about your partner right now? Like, that's really demeaning. Are you fucking serious? Okay, I'm human. I'm allowed to feel a little angry, but I keep it inside. And I try my best to change my perspective. And I try to see it from their side, what they're really trying to dig, dig out. I'm trying to dig deeper into, like, I'm trying not to take those words as offense. Okay, I'm, so I'm trying to take it, I'm trying to break it to part, apart as to what they really mean so I can give them the best, you know, coaching I can give them. I'm like, oh, this is what they mean. They don't really mean it in that way. This is what they mean and this is what they're, this is what they're looking for, but they, they don't have the tools to do it. So um, the universe is trying to say, hey, you know what, give them the tools you have and give it to them. Or at least, you know, sh share with them what you have learned um, in the course of, you know, the tools you were given. And so that's what I'll do. But never, ever, ever with your partner or spouse in their face demean them. Try to figure it out, okay? I know it might cause a little bit of an uprising, meaning because sometimes, I mean, like I said, we're human. There are times where we're going to sound frustrated. There are times where we're probably just going to blow because, you know, we have... No other, it's kind of like a toddler. They have no other way of communicating because they can't comprehend their emotions. And sometimes you find yourself stuck and you're just like, oh my gosh, blah. And you, but always come back together and apologize and use your love language. Show them how much you love them and support them anyway. 
because that's what you want to do. You want to be able to share, you know, what's bugging you and and how you need to support each other. Thank you guys for everything and supporting this and being able to, you know, support my podcast. I really do um, appreciate you all because I love sharing my life coaching experiences. I love coaching everyone, especially with this book. Like, I'm glad I can share with you and I can teach you and you can learn from it as much as I did, especially if you have someone who's in the service, on the force, um, of course, the firefighting. Um, because it really is dangerous, It's it can be very complicated, especially in relationships, um, especially to oneself. So we are getting to the end. I want you to know that we are getting to the end. And again... I really, really appreciate y'all. So um, hope you guys have a great day. And again, all the love and support. I really love you guys. All right. I will see you next segment.